Okay, so I went on vacation, which was, I worked out the day that I left. And then I went in on a Friday, went into the gym on a Friday, which is two Fridays ago. Yep. And then I left and I worked out some push-ups, some lunges on the beach, but drank some drinks, ate a bunch of seafood, and didn't work out consistently like my routine back here allows me came back that was fourth of july week i saw you on i came back in sunday night worked out monday went straight to the the lake and then came back wednesday after fourth mm-hmm. of july and then i worked out thursday friday all of that time i weighed i wasn't gonna weigh but then i weighed okay. and i was up two pounds from my last weigh it's tough to beat so but again that. Again, that's I think is a lot to do with, and, and and the other thing about the 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 vacation was I did have some starch, okay. I did which I hadn't had in almost you know since May sixth, so it almost been two full months since I had starch, and I had some uh, sushi rice, sticky rice, and I had some pizza. Okay, so that's pretty good first time. Because honestly, I'll take a three day trip and I'll gain two pounds. You can easily, yeah. But I, and I stayed good. active. I mean, we swam a lot. We doggy paddled a lot. We we played a lot, you know, volleyball. Messing we played around. frisbee. We played football. I mean, we weren't just sitting, drinking thousands of calories a day. Right. We were staying. And I had my daughter with me, so I wasn't, like, partying. Yep. It was just kind of having a couple drinks on the beach and then walking back up to the hotel and the resort and then taking an Uber to a seafood restaurant, you know? Yep. So it wasn't it wasn't just sitting around yeah but i mean i get now it's kind of like i guess what i want to talk about today now is that our timing was i've lost i'm going to say that i've lost 12 to 15 pounds somewhere in there because i don't know my exact start okay um, i do i have it um <laughs> so now but i did it faster than you thought i would correct i got down real fast to because almost 15 pounds total was close to 15 because we were we were really one of the things I was trying to get you to focus on was if you did get ahead to not get frustrated if we hit a sticking point, right? Sticking so, point. so you were quite a far, quite quite a bit ahead because at one point I knew you looked different. I wanted you to weigh. You didn't want to weigh. You waited, and at that point you were down. It was darn close to like eleven, twelve, and that's when I said, okay, when you take this trip, don't be mad if it goes back a little bit because you were ahead of schedule. So, and right now. Even if you didn't lose any weight for another week or two, you'd still be on schedule for where we were going. Yeah, so, so that the was secret, the biggest the, thing. The secret to me then, you know, to, to keep me happy, because one of the biggest drawbacks of my mental capacity, like I'm very strong mentally, I'm wheeled, I guess, but I'm also very, I could go, I could get in a bad place if I don't work out, right? Like if okay. I don't see results when I'm putting in the effort. Yeah. But again, it, it, it stems from, getting out of the routine that's what could get me down so now right. i had a, i had a brighter outlook you know only gaining the two pounds and not being on my routine and i think that comes because i know that it can be done the the results yeah. can be there yeah and i think that that's a big issue for people is that they're afraid because they don't think that they can do it mm-hmm. they think oh it's going to take way too much i'm not going to uh sugarcoat it like you can do you can do crash stuff, I think, and, and get results, like see the scale go down a little bit. Yep. But I, I like what we're doing of the muscle tone, the the lean muscle tissue, yep. the movement is key. Yep. You, just because you it go is. on a diet and lose weight doesn't mean you can move. Right. You know what I mean? Right. 
So do you feel good? Do your joints feel good? Do your hips feel good? Are you getting more elasticity? Are you getting more uh, flexibility? Yep. Are you, is your neck, you know, not as tight? Are your clothes fitting better? All of this is what I'm looking at. Like, yeah, all this is happening. Right. Like this well, shirt right here, like this shirt right here. It's too big. Yeah. And it was, a, <laughs> it was going to get, it was starting to get a little tight. That's good. Back, back when I got out of duck season before I, well, the, not even duck season, freaking turkey season. This, this ran all the way through the end of spring turkey season yep. when I really started concentrating. Yeah. So my well, question so, to you to start off. Okay, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, it's like you said, yeah, you can crash diet, Chad, but if you're losing your strength and you're losing your lean tissue, that's hard to get back, right? So, you know, you talked about it. you've put in the work. It takes time, right? But you have to, again, you have to look at, I didn't put on 20 pounds in a month. So we don't need to go there. It's it's going to be way better for you long term. You're going to feel better. Your health is going to be better if it's done the right way, right? And so that's kind of, I think, what you were just saying there is you feel better. You you know, you take two weeks off almost, kind of sort of two weeks off, and it didn't go back up 10 pounds, right? Yeah. So now if you crash diet though, and you drop 10 really quick and you take two weeks off, I can almost guarantee you that 10's coming right back on. Right back. And it's gonna be fat. You probably lost some lean. You know, let's say out of the 10 pounds you lose, you probably lose three or four pounds of lean, quite possibly. When you, when you put that weight back on, you're not putting muscle back on, right? You're just putting fat on. So then it gets... But if you do it the way we're doing really it... really trip the scales. The way we're doing it, correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, is because of the lean tissue, because of the working out, mm -hmm. um, whether it's pull-ups, whether it's push-ups, whether it's... I mean, we doing, we're doing kettlebell, we're doing ropes, we're doing, you know, we're doing some cardio, we're doing a lot of core, yeah. a lot of balance stuff, a lot of, a lot of really good exercise, a lot of chest, a lot of back, a lot, you know, just all around just working out. Good variety. Yep. So when you go on a trip like that, your muscles working in your advantage, as opposed to crash dieting right. to where you're just like no muscle mass, no muscle development and your body's like, well, we're just going to put it right back on because Correct. you don't have anything burning. Right. Yeah, does that totally, make sense? Totally. Is that correct? It's totally true. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a couple of little tweaks to that, but for the most part, yeah, you're, you know, you're not going to change your metabolism by 500 calories by adding a little bit of lean tissue, but let's say you change it by 10 calories, you know, and that 10 calories is over the course of the day, that adds up, right? So, so every day you're burning a little bit more than you normally would, and so it's not like it's not like yeah, we're going to change your metabolism and it's going to just oh, I went from you know, needing 2000 calories a day. Now I need 3000. No, it probably bumps it by a hundred, maybe, you know, a little bit more. So the percentage wise, it's not big, but that percentage over time is a big deal. It's, it's kind of like, you know, financially, if you're putting money in the bank and you start to get that money back over time, it's big over, over two days, it's not a big deal over 10 years. It's a huge deal, right? So it's, that's what you want to keep and maintain that health and lifestyle. And the other thing that I was going to throw out at you, you are down, right? You wanted me to do your body comp a little earlier than I wanted to. And that was down quite a bit. So that had changed in the right direction considerably. I think you like were down 3%. Four, almost four. Yeah, three to four. 22 to so, 18. Mm -hmm. Yep. So those numbers are really good. And again, that's not going to, you take three weeks off or a month off because you're doing something, that's not going to revert right back. It's going to, those are things that you worked hard for. They're going to stick with you for a little while. So that's where I'm going with today's conversation okay. is there's things that I worked hard for, but the end goal is not there yet. Now, right. now everybody's going to have their own short-term, mid-term and long-term goals. I really don't even have a long-term goal. I'm not trying to... 
I'm not trying to do what, you know, we have an upcoming episode with Bubba Henderson. We're going to talk what his drastic change was. But he hated his life for six months. Yep. I'm not going to hate my life. Right. I don't hate my life right now. I will say alcohol consumption is more difficult to really get fired up for it or to like want to do it. Because <clears throat> it's just when you don't have any starch in your body and you don't and you're doing the carnivore diet, people that are on the carnivore diet probably don't drink much anyway because they probably are fitness fanatics and they're probably gym rats that are doing yep. it. And I mean, there are people that that cut out vegetables and they you know the carnivore diet's an elimination diet. Yep. So I'm not saying that everybody that does what I'm doing is doing it just for aesthetics or to get in the be- you know better shape. But I'm and I'm not just doing the carnivore diet 100% so everybody's clear. I'm eating some avocado, I'm eating eggs which you're allowed to. I'm eating some cheese and I'm eating a little bit of green. Like I'm yep. eating a little bit of salad here and there, but I'm not eating the starches. I'm not eating a crouton on a salad or gotcha. a pizza crust. Um so the, the, the so you were you just to go back there were you saying it's it's harder to want to drink yes it's okay. harder to gotcha. because you get you get you don't it's not as good of a, a a buzz because you get buzzed so fast okay if you overdo it you don't feel good um and you get really really drunk like you yeah. get drunk fast and i don't like that i don't when i socially drink or i go to a concert i don't like being hammered well you want to be in control yeah i want right? to be in control. i mean and this diet I mean, that's this diet's tough to do that on well, i'm talking like two shots of tequila like in, and i don't do shots to you i yep. do like a, a margarita or whatever skinny yep. mar- it's called a ranch water yep it's tequila yep. club soda and just lime juice yep and it gets and i'm too and it just does too much to me well and and that's part of the whole lifestyle thing right chad i mean you know if you drink a little bit more, then you probably stay up a little bit or you don't get as good a sleep. And then all of a sudden that affects your workout. So it's that whole cycle and it is a mindset. But once you start going that way, it changes everything, right? I mean, it's yeah. like, okay, I need a good night's sleep because I want to work hard tomorrow. I worked hard, so why am I going to eat crap? And then, you know, when you don't eat crap, you don't feel like crap, so you sleep better. So it's it's that whole cycle of, hey, I'm trying to do something here. So even though, like you said, you don't have a long-term goal right now, your your short-term goal or what you were trying to do was all about lifestyle. I wanted to change your lifestyle, not just go oh, change your diet and forget everything else. Go ahead and drink, sleep like crap. It was putting it all together, right? I, I mean, it wasn't, your diet was probably the biggest thing that changes when you're home, but but ultimately it's all of it because your diet changed your sleep habits changed you're getting workouts almost daily so it's it's the whole picture right it's not just one piece oh if i do this piece i don't have to do anything else it really isn't that way so do you think that adding the starch was a good trick for my body maybe do you think that that could have potentially said put it in there and then if i go back to no starch again does that make sense kind of like your metabolism goes wait what is this all of a sudden i got starch to break down did it start working harder again when you were gone yeah when i ate those few days of starch is that potentially Eh, a trick to the system it could be that would be that'd be a tough one to figure out because i think we're all different and so with you being with it being gone for so long one of the things we had talked about is i thought your overall calories were getting low and to get energy higher, I wanted you to add some more carbs in. And I, I wanted to see how that went. You've been pretty good about sticking with what you're... I mean, I think you're pretty comfortable doing what you're doing. And so even though I wanted to add some carbs in, you didn't really do it. That wasn't part of your plan. You just did it when you were gone, probably based on you know going out to restaurants. You weren't doing as much of your own cooking and that kind of stuff. Um, 
That's a good question, though. I don't know if your body was craving carbs necessarily, and then you could go back on it, or if it just it you was know, weird though because you know, like, felt... I didn't get I didn't get bloated. Okay, and I broke them down fast, and it it, it was like it was almost like. I did, couldn't even tell. Like some people okay. say that when you go carnivore, you go all meat or you go no starch, then you add it back in. It has the potential to screw you up and yep. get you sick. I didn't, I didn't experience any of that. Okay. And I just got right back on the thing, okay. right back on the little bit of vegetable and all meat. Gotcha. And I don't want people to think like they're picturing a bodybuilder diet to where I'm sitting down 10 times a day and just stuffing myself. I'm right. not eating a lot. No, I'm no, probably you're, eating you're 12 low. to 1500 calories a day. Mm-hmm which probably might not be that good for the workouts we're doing, but it hasn't seemed to bother me. I'm sleeping better. Um, I did, I did get really exhausted over the last four days. Okay. Really started in the 4th of July weekend. And then I slept bad for some reason for the next few nights. But then I really caught up on sleep last night and you can tell this morning, like I've been, I've been going nonstop, just hammering it. Right. So my question though, is now with you know with people picturing this I, again i want to say that it's i'm not eating a ton like sitting down with no. with a no, pile you're... of roast beef and just shoving it in my mouth i'm not yeah. doing that no your numbers are low right now so my numbers are low i'm right back on it i'm drinking less partying less and now i have a week right now to where um i don't have anything on the books you know like nothing like that's gonna i do have some partners coming into town where there might be a one a, a cocktail or two but a lot of it's going to be we're working when they're here. Gotcha. So those are good weeks for me, right? Like yep. I don't have like, oh, I got a concert coming up. This last Saturday, I went to podcast with Brantley Gilbert, had some drinks with his camp. <clears throat> Brantley's all sober. What okay. a great dude he is. But still had fun down there at the amphitheater, had fun with him, played with Nickelback. Um, and again, I reiterate my opinion that I've always told you about Nickelback <laughs> is 100% true. Now they got an audience and they got a fan base, but gall is that I was just like, there's just no way that's rock and roll. I just kept telling myself, like, what is this? Did you have fun? I did, but it's like I it's, get in this mind. Your, I just got in this gig. mindset of like, it's just not. It's not good for rock and roll. It's not like there's no danger to it. It's, it's almost like the Backstreet Boys got guitars, <laughs> right? It was. It's like a boy band with guitars, if that makes sense. And maybe that's what they wanted. I'm not. Again, they're killer. They're great. That's right. fine. But Brantley Gilbert should have been the headline. But it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it was yeah, all right. Yeah, fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so total other now conversation. It's t- now it's time to really figure out: do we do we go harder in the gym? That's what I want you to touch on now. Is okay. a lot of people okay? Now you can make the decision for yourself how much you're going to work out. Yep. Some people say three days a week of weight training is good. Some people say a couple days of cardio a week is good. Take a day off. Some people say they work out every day somehow or another. Six yep. days they take Sunday off. Yep. I've been going pretty hard five days a week for a long time. Yep. Until the vacation. Do I hit it harder? Do I do double days? Do we keep doing what we're doing physical wise? Do I add in cardio on my own bike more so than I am when I'm not in the gym? Because now there's a chance to where things start to stabilize a little bit more. If I've lost some weight, I want to keep losing weight. Right. I want to get down another 15 pounds is my okay. goal. Okay. I think that'll be a good weight for me. Because right now you're at 232. Okay. And I want to be 215. Okay. So I got 17 pounds. Now, the only thing I don't know, Chad, and, and you have to remind me, when does your, when do you leave Reno for like big time? Um, October. I mean, I got a week in September. I do have some trips in August, you know, that I'm going to okay. be going. 
Um, but they're mostly weekend trips. Okay. That I got to do dealer events. Okay. But then come like October 10th, I'm I'm going to be in Canada for a good stint of time. Gotcha. So so we've got time on our side. Really. We got all of July. We got all of basically August. two two solid months, if yeah. not if not ten weeks, right? For the yeah. most part. Smash burgers today at lunch. Took the American almond beef. I took goose and I took elk. Clint's butt burger from his elk. The only thing that I put a little bit of breadcrumbs in was the elk because it didn't it didn't have the same amount of pork fat grinding into it. So then the other and then put the one egg in each of them, put them into my balls, put them on the Traeger Timberline XL, smoked them out for ten minutes. Then I got my Traeger Flat Rock going, and then I did Smash Burgers. Do you put, put the little, onions in them? You, I, I do onions on the side, but my smash burgers, I don't allow people to put anything on. If they do condiments, I get a, really, my feelings get hurt. But I got that Napa Valley olive oil down on that flat rock and a little bit of butter. And the flavor combination of that olive oil and that butter is unbelievable. The Particelli family, Napa, California, the wine country, the vineyards, it's Napa Valley olive oil. Still done old school. These guys are true old school Italians, their store. Check it out, please, when you're in the Bay Area of California. If, if you're hunting with Rocky Merlot, drive two hours to the south and to the west a little bit and check out the store at Napa Valley Olive Oil. I'm taking you there next week. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? I am. The Particelli family is going to cook us lunch. Right, you know right. you can order it online, too. It's definitely. You can go online, Napa it, it Valley Olive It gets delivered right to your door. And you can, they'll deliver it. The Parmesan cheeses, the noodles, the, the salamis, the mortadelle. Dude. All, the lemon flavored olive oil, the garlic the, the flavored truffle, the truffle, the truffle flavored. I got a, I got a stick of a salami and a truffle olive oil delivered right to the house the other day. Did you really? Oh yeah. Did you dip the salami in the truffle olive oil? No. Really? The, the truffle olive oil is kind of like a special thing, you know. Oh god, that salami is so good, so good. Napa Valley olive oil. Thank you for believing what we do. The Parcelli family hunts. We've cooked so many great dinners at Duck Camp with Stefano and Ray Ray and Jules and the entire. Articelli family, they are great people. Dante, thank y'all so much for what you do for us here. Guys, girls, visit them online, NapaValleyOliveOil.com, and get some salami, get some oil, get some truffle, get some. The Parmesan cheese is the best in the world. The grated or the bricks. Get it, Napa Valley Olive Oil. Thank you very much. So, so I think that's good. And if we stay on our, let's say we can keep hitting the numbers, and it's one pound a week. Right before you leave, you're going to be right there at that goal. Two, what, 218 would put you there easy. So, yeah, we probably want to bump you, right? Because that's ultimately, as your weight drops, we've got to work a little bit harder, right? Because you're not walking around, you're not carrying the same amount of weight. Your workload drops off a little bit. The other thing with your diet, why, why you maybe have felt so good and haven't had to up your calories is remember... You've got some reserves to work off, right? right? We Who doesn't? We all do. So you can go a little bit lower. We didn't go extreme by any means. So like when you're when you're telling your audience, you know, you're not going crazy on the calories, which you're not. We're also not starving you either, right? We're, we're also not going 800 or 1,000 calories. I think that's just crazy stupid unless you're Matthew McConaughey and you're getting ready to do a, a acting role where you got to just drop weight. So... We're not going to go that that route either. No. Now, as we get going a little bit more, if we do bump up your workouts, we may have to add some some carbs to it, some some potatoes, sweet potatoes, something that's not a sugary carb, but more of a more of a starch, just to add a little bit of energy to your diet. Um, but but that's kind of 
you know, I guess the nice thing about our relationship, the more we know about each other, I know which days we can push, which days we hold off a little bit. I can tell when you come in, maybe it's not the day we go crazy. You know, you're just busy, stressed, whatever. We back it off a little bit, but it's not like we don't do anything, right? We back it off a hair in hopes of going a little bit more the next day. Ultimately, yeah, you may have to add a little bit of the bike in on your off days or do a little something to just make sure that you're progressing. But if we keep going with what we're doing and, and we see progress, then I don't know that we have to go crazy workouts. You know, we can still get a lot done but in an do hour. We, do we up the ante in the workouts? Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Depending on, on what's going on. But I think three days a week, if we bump it and two days are a little lighter, I think we're still going to hit those numbers. So then what if I didn't have the freedom that I have to work out this can still be done. You just have to wake up earlier in the morning, but now I have kids. I got to get them ready for school. Yep. You know, everybody has life. Without a doubt. Right? Right. A lot of people can't go to a personal trainer five nope. days a week. Nope. Totally. That's, that's hard, but yep. <clears throat> that's not the point. Nope. It can still be done. Totally. It through, because the work has to be put in. If you're not willing to go to the gym and burn a lot of calories, hike during the weekends, go on bicycle rides, mm-hmm. go swimming, mess around with your kids in the pool Mm -hmm. activity right but you have to still do structured workouts in my opinion to get results you have to key in on lean muscle tissue and mass all of the things that we've been doing i feel that as the body starts to change that is what has really pushed my weight loss is the confidence in seeing change the confidence that seeing change brings yeah you might not see change just by messing around the kids in the pool and getting out and having your beer you got to put in those days of the week to earn that day in the pool really yeah is 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 my point and a lot of people can't do what we're doing they can't go to a personal trainer whether it's financial means whether it's schedule means whether it's there might not even be one within 30 miles of their house yeah i don't know it doesn't matter though you have to put in the work period you do me i could say i'm not going to rob either i could easily say i'm not going to work out at all yeah you can make the decision for yourself going to you isn't it does there is some accountability mm-hmm. but i could still cancel no oh, matter yeah. what there's been still, a, there's been a few been times a few where times. we're like hey i'm not feeling great and i'm like just get in here yeah. you know and that, and that's just you and me right it's not it's not for but any other workout reason that still does that to you yeah yeah, yeah. that motivates yeah. you and drives you yeah and it, i and i think what i want to hit on one of the things you're saying is is it doesn't have to be hard stuff. It doesn't have to be watching Instagram and going, okay, I'm going to put my car in neutral and I'm going to push it up the street, right? It doesn't have to be something like that, but it's got to be a progressive overload. And so that's where the bodyweight stuff comes in huge bodyweight squats, bodyweight lunges, pushups, great exercises, whole body, getting outside with your kids more. You know, I, I see, we see kids in our facility and sometimes I, I had one recently. I'm just like, you know, they're like, oh, what, what do we want to do? Do we, you know, need homework? I'm like, he just needs to get out and move more. Let's just, let's just start, you know, this kid was younger. Let's just start running more. Skip, buy a jump rope. Let's do some little things. He needs to practice these things. He's coming off an injury and his confidence isn't there. And I'm like, he needs to do these outside of here. So that when I see him, we can do some extra stuff. But again, there's so many things you can do. And I think a lot of the parents are like, well, you know, I don't have time. We already said that that's that's just a bullshit argument. You know, we all have time. Make time. Turn turn off the TV. Turn off the phone. We can make time. There's that's a bullshit argument. You, if you got 25 minutes, you can get a lot done in 25 minutes. 
and do something. Go outside with your kid, throw the football, run around. Before you know it, that's 300, 400 calories in 15 minutes of just throwing the football and running around. Yeah. You know, throw a frisbee, do whatever. What, what do you like? Go to the pool, like you said. All great activities. Get out, shut off the TV, and move. Huge. There's really no excuse for it. I don't think so. So the, I mean, you have kids, I have kids, you know, that's, that's one of the things I think I've always done in my gym. I haven't set unrealistic goals for anybody. I'm like, here's, here's the deal. I get it. I raised, you know, I, at one point five kids, you know, half time full on by myself and still was able to get to work, pick them up, get to their events. Was I taxed tonight? Hell Yeah. Did I make up any excuses? No. Did I put on 40 pounds during that period of my life and go, well, I can't do it. It's just too hard. No, we could, we could all do that. We could all throw in the towel and go, ah, screw it. It's it's just too hard. But if you just start doing a little bit of stuff every day, all of a sudden you go, Hey, you notice it. I feel better. I sleep better. I look better. And that should be enough motivation to keep it going. And so you can progress a little bit without doubt. So it's all about the lifestyle stuff. And that's what we've always done in our gym. I'm not like, hey, you have to eat at 10. And then at noon, you got to eat this. And then at two, you better eat this. And oh, you better do this. Because I know most of my clients are real life people. They have a business. They got kids. They got family. They have a whole other life outside of the gym. And so we got to fit that into their lifestyle and make it something that's doable. Yeah, I think that being... I think being driven is a big part of it. And I think that seeing results can, can, can spawn that even more, but I don't think that ultimate results can get done without consistent working out. They just can't No. Now you can do again, the crash diet. Everybody says it comes down to nutrition. There is a lot of truth in that. I think that when you get, let's say that you get to that, that last part of losing weight. Like if you're a wrestler or like you said, Matthew McConaughey, cause he's got to take his shirt off in a movie. Yeah, the nutrition becomes very important as you get mm-hmm. way down there. The way that I'm the way that I view nutrition right now is I can still eat when I want. I can still eat what I want and, and make it taste good. I'm not shoving a bunch of carbs down my throat like I don't think you need to eat a lot of bread. I just don't. I just yeah. I feel like does it taste good? Yeah, but do you need it? No. Like I can have a great lunch experience without a lot of bread with with lunch meats or whatever it is my point is is that if you can discipline yourself to take some of the things out of your diet like desserts and sugar like that's a huge thing that's when as you age those things start to really come down on you they're not healthy for you um so it's all about getting those habits done like i i have not even craved like that that would be a lie if i said i haven't craved dessert one bit like if i see my daughter eating something up at the lake yeah i was like oh a bite of that ice cream sandwich might be pretty good but i didn't take one you know i didn't take one yeah. and if, if would it have hurt me no but no it didn't hurt me not to do it either it might have might have started a habit though right yeah, where you're like my, oh that was pretty good i can get away with one so of those a day of, yeah. yeah and then but again my cheat is probably having the the skinny margarita or the ranch mm-hmm. water or yeah. the jack and the the old-fashioned one night that's where i get that sugar that's where i'm getting yeah if I, I i'm not going to knock out everything in my life to get down to what you're referring to as a matthew mcconaughey movie scene would it be awesome to be able to be a cover model one day it probably would but again that's all it's all like whether it's airbrushed or whether it's not enjoying that part of your life, you have to be so disciplined in every level of your life to get there. And then the secret is staying there. Yeah. Are you willing to put that kind of work in? I think that I can get to a healthy weight Mm -hmm. and stay there 
by not giving up everything in life. Right. And I, and I want people to understand that if you're 30, 40 pounds overweight, you can literally lose that 40 pounds. No problem yeah. with just taking a few of those things out of your diet, but you got to put the work in, yeah. in the working out. So I started that by saying, look, diet is important. Nutrition is important. I think mm-hmm. nutrition is more important as if I'm, if I said, I want to get to 215 by October 1st, I think those last couple weeks, if I would, where nutrition could come in big time yep. of like cutting out a lot more and I could hit that scale. Like if I had a fight coming up, yep. okay, that's not the case. If I was going to fight at light heavyweights at 205 and I had to get there by October 1st, yeah, then you got to really start pinching all that stuff, but that's not what we're doing in life. Right. I'm just saying that People are afraid to put in the work. Mm -hmm. I would say 90% of our country does not work out. We've talked about that before, maybe more. When I went to this concert Saturday, again, if people are there and they hear this, okay, but I couldn't believe some of the way some of these people looked. Yep. I couldn't believe it. I was like, there's no way you're comfortable. There's no way. Like, what were you thinking trying to put those clothes on? Well, but here's the thing, Chad. If you watch them for any period of time you can see the decision making right so, so you you can pretty much assume that they're not working out but then when you see what they're choosing to eat how much they're eating what they're drinking then you're like well you're not going to be able to take the weight off right you know i mean if you hit the the chocolate flavored coffee in the morning for 800 calories and then you go out to lunch and then at night you're throwing some alcohol in with some chips and some fast food, you know, you're talking 300 calories of sugar, carb, just loaded. You can't go the other way. So you've got to make some changes, right? There's, there's just no way you can keep going that way. And, and the problem is for all of us, that's a huge problem, not just lifestyle and, and appearance wise, but it's a huge medical issue that they're going to have to deal with at some point. And and we're all dealing with it because it impacts impacts all of us. I saw a lady walking at the lake the other day that was at least 150 to 200 pounds overweight, like obese Yeah, with two, two kids, her son and daughter. How old? She might've been 35. That's, that's where it's scary, right? Walked down to the Marina store, came walking back. All three of them had an ice cream. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so bad. Yeah. Both of her kids were getting a little chunky. Yeah. So oh, now yeah. you're now you're spawning more generations of this bad habit. Right. You yourself are taking you out of their life in a capacity where you're not going to be able to run around the yard with them. You can't hang out with them. Your joint you can barely get out of the car. Then the longevity of life. Can you? How long can you really live with all that pressure on your heart and your blood and your right. and, and and everything that goes into your cardiovascular and all that? Right. And she walked back just licking this ice cream like it was all. And I'm like, there's just no way. Which, then it might just be the daily. It's not even, that's just summer. No, it was the daily. That's the daily. And that's, and that's, your sugar needs to be a once in a while treat. You know, I'm, I'm a carb guy. I'll, I'll admit it. Sugar is my weakness. I, I do carbs, but I think I work hard enough to, to do that. That's part yeah. of my fueling. But, but some of these people just, you know, eat sugar and sugar could be one of the number one, could be worse for you than smoking. Ultimately, if, if that's what your main diet, you know, your main staple is that's trouble. Yeah. You're drinking for all your systems. You're drinking the sodas, you're drinking, you're eating the desserts, you're eating the bread, then you're eating the tortilla, then you might have some alcohol and then you have the croutons, all that shit adds up and it breaks down as sugars. Sugar. And I'm not saying that sugar is the enemy because that's a little dramatic, but 
if you cut out sugar, you can see results in a heartbeat with an ad with totally. working out. Totally. With working out. You really can. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And I've done it I've done it before to where you cut them out, but I've never been like this dedicated to getting my clothes to fit better, getting my joints to feel better, getting my sleep pattern better, getting my aesthetics and my, my vanity better. Like when I see myself on TV, I don't want to look like a fat ass. Yeah. It bugs me Yeah, and it should bug you. Well, that, that 10 pounds, Chad, think of, think of carrying 10 pounds around all the time, right? Think of how much harder your heart has to work to get blood to those 10 pounds all the time. So you may have just increased your longevity by a couple of years. Now, we don't know. There's there's some some genetic things and, and some other health risks that, you know, you can't see on the surface. But I'm starting to think that the more and more I look at people, you can get a pretty good idea of how long they're going to live just from looking at them, you know, their, their skin, you know, the, the people who drink all the time, you can, you can tell just by looking at them, they're either yellow or their face is red and, and flushed all the time. Cause think of how hard their kidneys, liver and, and heart are working daily. Right. So, so just to, yeah, just to yeah, break down the alcohol. Um, the other thing I was going to mention when you threw out that person, I I've had a couple piece people recently that have just come in and they talk about people that they know that are 60, 65, and then won't even walk down to the beach anymore because yep. they're afraid, you know, there's a couple rocks or the sand's a little unstable and they're afraid to walk it. I'm like 60. That's, that's, so that's nothing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm five years away and I'll run down the beach, you know? So it's just, you look at those lifestyle things. You're like, you know, or somebody will say, "Oh, I can't do that anymore." You're like, "You can't do that anymore, dude, dude." You're sixty. Why? Why can't you do that anymore? Or don't you want to do that anymore? You know. So again, we've talked about that lifestyle stuff. Why? Don't, living is living. You know. Don't you want to live and be able to walk on the beach at sixty? You know, not be afraid that you might fall. I mean, to me, I'm looking at it going, "That's freaking crazy." Well, yeah, you keep all That's that weight nuts. on your. You keep all that weight on your knees for that long while you're walking or on your ankles and on your hips. But we've talked about before, like you cannot be comfortable. And then by the time you reach 60 and you have to walk off a little step to go into the ocean or you, or into a pool, you can't do it. Right. You don't feel comfortable doing it. Right. And then when you try to do it, you fall and you hurt yourself. Right. Right. And that's where our whole going back to the lean muscle mass and working out and keeping your balance and being able to do that longer in life. Yep. You said numbers of like up to 200% in longevity based on being able to establish a lean muscle base. Yep. yep. Right. So, I mean, it's, the people that are, the people that are overweight and that are getting to the point in their lives at 60 and they can't do things, that's because they didn't establish that base and they created all of those bad habits. Yep. And 60 is not that far away from anybody. I hope, no, no. I hope that the listeners, I don't care if you're 20, <laughs> Right. 60's not that far from right. from away. Right. It comes and I man when I was 20 people would be like, "Oh, you'll be here." So I remember my dad's over the hill 40th birthday party. I'm like, "My dad's freaking old as shit." I was 18. Uh, right. Dude, I'm 48 now. Yeah. I'm 8 years past that over the hill quote unquote yeah. birthday party. I'm Do almost You feel over the hill? No. Yeah, me neither. No, I can't be I I go as hard as anybody can go like i'll I'll, yep. I'll work i'll play i'll drink whatever it is I'll, yeah. if, if if the if the the, the experience calls for i can keep up with it yeah and i say drink because i can go out like um, again on this diet it's a lot different but with working out you can create you can create a, a more of a 
metabolism or more of a system that will break down alcohol faster. I'm not saying like you drink every night, but when you do go out and you do have a couple beers, even working out helps with that process too. Working out and developing muscle mass, in my opinion, I think can help burn alcohol faster if you do choose to go out and have uh, two beers. Good question. Because I think a lot of people who practice is, you know, I, I've got friends who drink a lot and they're like, yeah, I practice all the time, right? So, sure. so I think I think on the flip side of that, you get a lot of people who, like you, you just mentioned for yourself, if you haven't drank in a while, you it's amazing and you're in better shape how quickly you can get buzz and so sometimes it's it'll no, work I'm the other way about recovery just oh just being able to do stuff the next day and rebound yeah i, I just think that I, i'd agree with that and working out keeps it to well, where i don't i don't feel lethargic i don't feel tired i don't feel uh hung over i don't get though i don't get a lot of that i mean again i don't go out and drink 50 shots and get hammered right, drunk and throw up right. on main street i'm not doing that but I, I think, just feel like working out gives you more of a base that you can manage that type of lifestyle more if you do go out and have an occasional sure, drink here and there. Sure, sure. Yeah. You're saying a guy that's well-practiced or a woman that's well-practiced that has that blotchy face and drinks all the time. Yeah, they, 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 they can handle 10 well, or 12 drinks. And it, full of that's what they, the yeah, it's just what they know. I see what you're saying, though. It's just the fact that you're going to you're going to you're not just going to sleep the next day you're still going to get up and do what you've got to do whether whether it's you yeah. know you don't feel great doing it but you're going to get it done yeah you, uh, i mean not, you might not feel too bad i don't feel bad yeah i don't depending feel like, on how many you have right i mean yeah i might but again I, I i can manage that to where now it's so easy to manage because i get so fast and i can just say all right i'm drinking water yeah i'm chugging water for the yeah. rest of the night yeah sometimes in a certain situation, if the fun's flowing, have I gotten to that point to where I woke up the next day? I don't, not for a long time, not for right. a long time where I get up and I feel like, oh, I'm so lethargic. Damn. I got to waste this whole day because of last night. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had that. Okay. I don't get like that. Well, and I don't either. But it's I another mean, mindset thing maybe too yeah. that you could fight through. A little bit, a little bit. But I don't, you, I mean, I usually don't let myself get there because my schedule is, get up, I got to get up you know, crack it on. So, so I'm not staying up till 2 a.m. Right. You know, right. so yeah. And, and it moves to water how pretty quick. In how the night. important is hydration? It's up there. It's not as important as sleep. So sleep is, sleep is huge. Um, sleep is huge. And then, and then, but hydration is one of those things that daily should be, I think it's a big one. And I, I know I worked with the therapist in the past and he wasn't that big on hydration, but I think if you look at, uh, again, our lifestyle, and if you went back 30 or 40 years when people did eat a lot more fruit and vegetables and a lot, a lot more of that was probably grown at home, um, they were getting a lot of hydration from their diet. And these days, I think the environment's different. Um, and some of the stuff that we eat and the processed foods that we get, depending on what you're doing, is worse for you. So I think hydration's way up there, especially for our athletes in that. Um, do you think that there, as far as the combination of working out, the nutrition part, the hydration part, um, how big of a role is precipit okay perspiration this is always a question okay. I've had. yeah because some guys are yeah. in the gym working out and they look like they have been going for six hours they just sweat more 
Right. I sweat when I work out. Yep. I'm one of those guys run a little bit hot in the gym. Um, how do you correlate perspiration? Is it, there's part of that, that's hydration that you have to refuel mm-hmm. the system. You're losing some salt through perspiration. Yep. yep. So is sweating an unhealthy thing that nope. if you sweat too much, is it healthy to sweat a lot during the day? Now I'm not talking about being at the office and yep. you see the guys that are sweating through their shirt all the time. You right. Know, that happens. Whatever that happens. It is. Yep. But sweating as a whole, like getting out and sweating, is it like, is that just another way of saying getting out and moving? Like is sweating healthy for the body? Are you relieving toxin toxins? A little bit. Through, what, what exactly so, are you doing? With so it depends. And, and, We'll we'll back up here really quick, Chad. So so really, the only way to check how much water you're losing would be the pre weight and post weight. You know, so if we weighed you, you know, like I talked about before with our football players, we weigh you before practice, we weigh you after. You drop four pounds. We know you need forty four sixteen ounce glasses of water to get back to get back your weight because everything you lose there is water weight. Now. You put the pads on in this heat, you know, and you go outside, you're going to sweat a lot. I don't care who you are, but we all sweat differently, right? And we'll talk about heavy sweaters versus non-heavy sweaters. Is it better for you? No, it's just your body's way of cooling itself off. So, so sometimes people who are in worse shape will sweat a lot, but there's also on the other side of that scale, people who are in great shape and just can sweat like that. They like that hot environment. They sweat right away. They'll sweat, you know, playing golf. They're just sweating their butt off and that's just them. So water is big for them. They got to watch that. Then the other thing that um, I remember a couple of the dietitians I know would talk about is is the baseball players who wore their hat. They're like, okay, when you sweat, is, is do you see? You know, do you get the salt rings on your on your hat? Because if they are, then they might need more electrolytes than somebody else. So they might need a Gatorade or, or make their own electrolyte drink that's making sure that they're getting their salt. And and the electrolytes are mainly potassium, sodium, and chloride. So salt and potassium, which you can get from your fruits and vegetables and, and are, are adding a little bit of table salt to your drink. So they might need more electrolytes. But if you sweating is just your body's natural way of cooling the system. So there's really like, I'm not a big sweater in the gym until I start doing legs. If I start doing legs, it just, it turns it on. Or if, or if I'm doing cardio, if I go do some cardio, but I can, I can get away with push-ups and some other stuff before I even start to sweat. Whereas I know guys, they do one or two exercises and it's like, here it goes. Right. So, so it's really not that one's better than another. You just got to watch it. If you are a big sweater, you probably need more water. You got to make sure you're hydrating in between bouts of exercise. We love Nashville, Music City, USA, Broadway, Lower Broadway, Grand Old Opry, the Ryman, the Bridgestone Arena, the Predators playing, big time concerts, Midtown, Losers Bar and Grill. There's, there's so many iconic places, but the place that we never miss is Scoreboard Nashville, Music Valley, right across the street from the unbelievable Gaylord Opry Center Resort and Hotel where the National Wild Turkey Federation Convention is every February. We can't wait for February of 2024 for another successful NWTFC and all of our friends there. And we always started off with a kickoff party right at the scoreboard in Nashville. The hot chicken, the deck, the live music, the cold drinks, the bartenders, the service, the smiles, the story. We love being at the scoreboard. And now you can find the provider on the menu the rubs the new wing sauce the right wing sauce thank you scoreboard thank you to the hobbs family thank you to bobby johnson thank you to megan the entire crew the staff 
They roll out the red carpet every time they see us, and they roll out the red carpet to every single one of their patrons that visits the scoreboard Nashville on a daily basis. So when you're in Nashville the next time, check them out. Go to the Grand Old Opry right across the street, and then end your night with a nice cold beer at the scoreboard. And you might pick up and just listen to the band for another couple hours before you call it quits to go back to your whole hotel. I promise you, once you're there, the energy hits you and you want to be at the scoreboard. You want to stay at the scoreboard and you're going to want to return to the scoreboard. Thank you to the scoreboard for being a, a, a just a huge partner of everything we do here at the Foul Life TV, the provider, the Foul Life podcast, where the pavement ends. This life ain't for everybody. 40 years of freedom, freedom and Anna V's American Wing Shooting Podcast. We couldn't do it without you. Visit the scoreboard next time you're in Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee. Vision. I just had a lens retraction surgery last year. It's pretty much like cataracts that you're going to get in your 60s, 70s, everybody's going to get it. Once you get it, your vision is there. It's never changing. Artificial lenses. I had it in my mid-40s, and I'm telling you, with what I do with duck hunting and scouting and um, watching my daughter grow up, and, and I'm just so thankful that I'm back to 2015 in my right eye and 2020 in my left eye, thanks to Dr. Matt Mills, who you've all heard on our podcast. But I want to protect my eyes, and that's exactly where one of our badass partners comes in, Oakley. Oakley Eyewear, the Oakley culture, the Oakley lifestyle. Protect your vision when you're shooting, when you're fishing. Nothing worse than getting a hook in the eye with somebody casting on the same boat. You just can't take it for granted. The damage the sun can cause, the rays, the UV, just keeping the dust and the dirt out of your eyes. Just everything during a hunt, pit blind, boat blind, it doesn't matter. Sun up, they make different lenses for different skies. Oakley standard issue, I just love the entire story and culture of Oakley Eyewear. They're iconic. They're sold all over the world and they support the military and the blue line and conservation and hunting and fishing in the outdoors and living off the land. And we never hunt without our Oakleys. Everybody's like, why you always got your sunglasses on? Shouldn't be wearing sunglasses. You probably shouldn't in turkey hunting. I don't wear them in turkey hunting because of the vision of a turkey and the reflection. But when I'm shooting consistently on this trap range or the sporting clays or the skeet or the five stand, or I'm in a duck hunt or a goose hunt, I have my Oakleys with me at all time. I put them in my banded backpack. I have them in an Oakley hard case. I keep them protected. The prism lenses, everything that goes in to the technology behind the Oakley brand and the frames, the function of them, all of the different lenses that you can get and the way they protect our eyes. The technology is second to none. You got to get a pair of Oakleys. I know there's a lot of choices out there when you want to protect your eyes. There's a lot of choices when it comes to being a customer of a eyewear company. But remember, please support the brands that support this lifestyle. Oakley, the official eyewear of the Foul Life TV, the Foul Life podcast, and everything we do here at the provider and where the pavement ends. Thank you so much for supporting Oakley. Okay, so just making sure that you're, again, hydration is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which a lot does of that make for, sense? Yeah, but a lot of us forget to drink. Isn't totally, that totally. A lot of people especially, forget to drink. And especially if it's cold out. you know. Yeah, so we get in those cold. colder environments, you're still... You know, your body's got to stay warm, so it'll do it. You know, like when you're out hunting, a lot of guys won't drink water, and that's a big if, especially if you're hunting a big game. You got to stay hydrated because if you, you know, go to hike a big hill and you haven't hydrated for a while and you're down a couple pounds of fluid, that can change reaction time. That can change your visual acuity. So, so those things really do matter, even in that cold environment when you're like, well, I haven't sweated that much. It may not matter. Okay, right? so coming back to... um making changes and getting in shape i i feel like this is going to sound this is going to sound maybe 
obnoxious, but I feel like everybody in the world wants to be in shape. <laughs> I think we all have a desire. Well, I think well, we all it, like we all have this inner desire. It, whether we're skinny fat, whether we're too skinny, we probably want to get a little bulk on. Whether or not we're overweight and obese, we want to lose that weight and look mm-hmm. more aesthetically pleasing to our mate, or naked in the mirror, or yeah. um, feel better. I just feel like we all want to feel good and be in the. I think that if a fat person saw themselves in good shape, they would never want to go back to being fat. If that, that's an easy way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. You would, you would think, I mean, the one, the one thing that I read way back is, is the one thing that separates us from all animals is that we're a goal oriented being. Right. And so whether, like you said, whether it's the aesthetic part of it or just that we have a goal, you know, we need to, we need, we got a big hunting tag. We're going to get a big horn sheep. I got to be in shape for that. Right. So what, no matter what, there's certain things I think you want to do in life. But once and you most get there, I just you don't see why you shape. want to go back. I, you know, Chad, if we could answer again, that I question. Said it, again, I said it would probably sound obnoxious. <laughs> no, but. But God, I but, love looking at but, me in the mirror way more in better shape than I do when I'm a fat ass. Sure. Sure. Or on I, TV. I mean, and I think aesthetics is a, is a, a huge part of it for a lot of my clients. And even when they get to a certain weight, they, they always most I don't know. And maybe it's we hang out with the people that we like to be like, right? So most of I get that, the people Rob, that I'm we hang that out with in that, that we're not hanging out with that, that lady that I saw walking yeah, with the ice cream. Yeah. She I know. she's got to have some inner inner fighting going on that she wants to get there. She just doesn't know how. She's not willing to put the work in. I I, I don't know that she's willing to put the work in. You you know? I I guess I, there are these magazines and all these you know, closed people that are, are building them for the plump or the big and beautiful or whatever they're called. Maybe, maybe you, you can be the old adage of fat and happy, which, which is fine. But the problem to me is the way we're going. You know, when you look at how our population is going, I mean, you hate to say survival of the fittest, but I I mean, you know, at some point we all got to contribute. Right. And so yeah. if, if nobody's contributing, I, I think it's it's one of the things they talk about. We, we keep dropping our numbers in terms of where we rank globally, the U.S. And part of it's because maybe because we are fat, lazy and, and don't give a crap. But too comfortable. Uh, yeah, so what is yeah. a good test then? Um, I got on the, the uh, pull ups and put it on two bricks with Jake a couple weeks ago and got s- seven in. Okay. You were kind of watching me from the back, but that's the best I've ever done with that low. Usually okay. I got like five on there yep. yep, or six. Yep. And now I'm getting to the point to where I'm going to be able to do body weight pull-ups really good. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully I can get up to seven, eight, ten of them someday. Yeah. Who knows? Um, a lot of people would hear that and go, that doesn't sound like that many. Well, that's a lot for most it's, people. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's a good test for somebody that's getting back into the gym, though. No. Push-ups, maybe, but again, that's all form It's a hard too. one. It's hard. Um, I'm talking something as simple as a stepping lunge, which becomes very difficult. When I watch people mm-hmm. in the gym do them, a lot of people are awkward. Mm-hmm. They're unbalanced. Yep. Is that a good... Is that a good test for the beginner? Can you get into a full lunge position? Maybe you got to Google this and look what it looks like on your phone. Um, can you get into a good lunge position and come back up and be ready to step the next leg? Or is that more of an advanced one too? What's a good no, starting so, test? So that's, well, that ends up being a great one, Chad, because we, we've got some people that are 
in their 60s and have trouble getting up and down, right? And so the lunge is really, if you're on the ground and you get yourself into a position, the lunge is a great position to come up from from the ground. So ultimately, probably one of the better ones, Chad, is can you get up and down without using your hands? That's it's difficult. It's right. It's like our Turkish get up. So it's one of those things that's that's pretty difficult. Now, you bring in some people in their 60s haven't done anything for a while they may not be able even get close to that but that's a good one but the lunge is the lunge is a great one because it's it's a balance it's a mobility it's a it's a uh, stretch and it's a strength thing you know you're in a split stance so it's it's tricky i think um some of those activities of daily living are the best ones now the downside of the lunge is there's no upper body to it and so so that's where uh, a modified push-up or a push-up comes in or a plank hold they're all good and there's not one real test that's going to give you everything although i do think getting up and down from the ground with as minimal touches as possible is a great way to, to check to yourself that. what where how are you starting on the ground on your back so if you started from your back yeah you'd roll over and then from there you could kind of get into that lunge position and push yourself up Without or you could go on to the, on the side ground? yeah yeah we'll do it later no i, I mean i can <laughs> i'm i'm picturing it but I guess I guess you're going to be able to get into a lunge position. Yeah, you kind of most kind of get your hips rotated a little bit, and from there you'd roll up. Yeah. So yeah, or one touch. You know, it's like okay, can you do it with one touch? But it's yeah. surprising how many people, you know, can't even get into that lunge position. And then take you to then they up? can't even get up. How long does it take you to get up with two hands? That's a good question. Yeah, that's true. Right. Can I mean, you, that's where you start. And how fat? How long does it take? Yeah. And and how you pride yourself well, on how, how quick you can get off the ground. And a lot of people who haven't moved in a while are surprised that basically they almost get into a position and fall to the ground. Right? They they can't even go down softly, so they fall. Or when they get up, it's hard on their back because they can't get into a good position to get up. So they're like, "Well, that hurts my back." It's like, "Well, that's because you're not using your bra your body properly." You know. So you see so many of those different issues that are just. It's like, do I need physical therapy? No, you just got to move, right? Yeah. You just got to start moving, start working on getting up and down. Don't fall into your chair. We talked about this one before. I, You know, they get That's eight inches above me. their chair and just then flop. just flop in. And then, and then getting out, all the way down. they can't even get out because their their chair is so comfortable and they dropped in. You know, they, they can't get that last, you know, eight inches of a squat with their legs. Yeah. So they need help out of the chair. So those are, those are just that can't feel killer good. signs. I can't feel good mentally to know that. Well, it's, well, it yeah, because then they don't want to get up and down. Well, it can't, right? you just can't like, that's my whole, my whole thesis is there's hypotheses. I guess what's a hypothesis? <laughs> Same Something thing. That you can prove educated you. guess. It's an educated guess. Um, I just don't think you can be happy not getting in, not being able to stabilize to get in a chair, and then especially trying to hoist yourself back mm-hmm. up to get it. Yeah, I'm, I, but, I hope. Well, and I think, but I think some people, Chad, you know, I've I've got friends who are like, man, sixty, that's old, you know, whatever. But it, but is it? Does it have to be? So I think for a lot of people, Chad, they get to be sixty-five and they just assume that's how they're supposed to feel, you know, and they're like, oh, well, the golden years, it's more rusty. I'm like doesn't have to be right so again choices you made choices this is a consequence but did it have to be this way no no you you know people in their late 80s bouncing around doing stuff right so but but again they made choices they keep their weight down they watch what they eat they move every day so it's it's again it goes back to some of those choices are bad choices and there's consequences with those 
Yeah, I think I, I think that if you start to feel yourself getting into that, which is why I got on, into this working out deal. You know, I went through a long stint with a breakup and then back together. Then in that meantime, it was hunting season. It was traveling. It was show season. It was all of that. Um, whether, whatever the excuse is, you can feel yourself when you start to get Oh man, my clothes, man, that, that don't mm-hmm. feel right. Oh, right. that, Oh, I'm getting up out of my chair and it's taking too long. Mm-hmm. Oh, that hurts. That right. hurts when I try I to got, roll up. Like I got you, back pain now. You can tell. Yeah. You can, there's signs. Oh yeah. And if you oh, can yeah. like sit there and let it get worse, then you're just, that's not, that's not what life's all about. No. Life is not about letting, letting that take you over and, and becoming who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. what is, what identifies you is like, you can't move. You're in pain. You're obese, you're weak, mm-hmm. you're not happy. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, a lot of people go, it's too late. And right. then they're afraid to start. Right. And it's never too late. I mean, they've done the studies on people in their 80s and see never too that late. they can put the strength on. They can put never the strength and the lean tissue on. It's scary to me, Chad, because I've had a couple people recently, um, and they're not that old, how low their strength is. And I'm like, man, when does the doc look at these people when they come in and not just worry about their blood work, but go, Hey, let me see you sit in that chair and get up and, and, and just go, you know, you need to start doing this, this, and this. Cause a lot of people will say, well, I didn't know that I could do this, or I didn't know it was this easy to get stronger. But sometimes the, the doc doesn't even do them a service and, you know, they're looking at the blood work. Oh, that looks great. Keep doing what you're doing. But they're like, you know, they can tell they can't get up and down. Their strength is horrible. And, and what we talked about last time, strength being such a a statistic that trumps a lot of this other bad stuff. It's like, why aren't the docs just going, you really need to get moving. You need a yeah, program. Need start and, and not that everybody's going to listen to them, right? But maybe if they had somebody with authority go, hey, you know, yeah, your blood work looks good. Thank, thank your parents for good genetics. But you're acting like you're 80 and you're 55. Yeah. You need to get going. This is not going to be good, you know. So well, you're almost. I don't know what you're almost fifty five. Like you're fifty two, right? Fifty four. How how young is fifty four really? I'm six years younger than you. I'm six years younger than you, and it's like, like I feel like I feel like I don't I don't know like how I would feel if I went and took a full. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry, but if I took a full thing of batting practice, I'd probably be sore. Sure. I, but I bet you I could get in baseball but, shape but still with be, my boy. you wouldn't be that sore. I bet you I could still get in yeah. baseball shape, at least enough to go out and run with the boys. Yeah. But it, how young is 54? I feel like 54 is 40 right now, honestly. Maybe even younger than that. Honestly. I mean, I mean, and and I'm doing all the little stuff, so hopefully you know, there's nothing, died, no funny my dad genetic died stuff. at your age of a heart attack. Yeah. At 54, your age, my dad's dead. Yeah in 2006 right i mean it can happen right i mean well i mean there's there's a car wreck that that could happen but but i mean barring that stuff chad i i feel i feel great now can i work out as hard as my 23 year olds in the gym no but can i keep up with them all day without a doubt i mean there's there's something i think i can do what do you mean you can't work out as hard oh those guys some of the shit they do they go crazy but there is you don't have to get the same you can do the exercises yeah yeah i i just probably i'm not gonna put two plates on the bar and try and do shoulder presses with it yeah but did you ever need to 
uh, I did it way back in but the did day. You but need d- to do that no, to get to no, where you're at now? No. Well, that's no. their mindset. It's like, oh, we got this is cool. Right, right, right. I right. mean, I was doing deadlifts so, with four plates my senior year in high school. Right, what right. There's some stuff I look back at and I'm like, that probably hurt my back, right? So, so there's some of that that's in but my head. That's like, maybe that's like their back I don't too. need to do that, right? So I, I try and keep an eye on them, right, and make sure that they're doing the right things. So there's some of that that I can't do, but honestly. I mean, if we start at six and we go to two straight through, I'm like, they'll be like, man, I need a nap. I'm like, dude, that's just a normal day. So I, I feel like there's certain things. Like if I had to, if I had to do wheelbarrows of sand in my backyard, I'm like, I think I could outwork them, you know, doing that. So there's certain things I feel like I can, I can keep doing and, you know, hopefully keep it there. So yeah, there's, we can all have excuses, I wonder right? What the par- I wonder what the parlay between active working out lifestyle and mind and brain function and mm. and um health is of do you can you work out and be this in this good a shape you know like you are at 54 keep going and still develop alzheimer's is that is it that genetic does being in shape is there science out there that talks about lean muscle mass mobility body movement muscle memory everything that goes into this kind of lifestyle and keeping your wits like and i'm going to bring back less again yeah less is going to be 83 in february yeah he hasn't skipped a beat physically or or mind wise, he can, he speaks and he doesn't forget shit. His memory's there. Yep. He's, and he's eight. I mean, he's, he's in his 80s. So you want to hear this one? I, I need to, I need to re listen. I listened to him three times. Sleep. Sleep is, they're thinking right now, the biggest leader up to the Alzheimer's brain neurocognitive issues is sleep, lack of sleep. So going along with what we said earlier in terms of lifestyle, I'm sure if that ends up being the case, it'll be sleep being, if if they're right right now, sleep is the number one issue. Number two, right behind that's going to be alcohol use and abuse. I bet after that, it's going to be lifestyle and nutrition, probably working out, For I Alzheimer's? think higher. Yep. Now there, there's, of course, there's some genetic factors and they and they've seen those genetic links but he said sleep is the number one issue lack of sleep if you're getting five or six hours a day of sleep and that's it that will ultimately lead to neurocognitive because what they're noticing with the sleep if you're not getting the eight hours that's where your brain gets the most recovery time and it'll break down some of the bad metabolites that build up so just you and i and this was a it was a rogan podcast you and i sitting here talking our brains are working and they're building up these chemicals which i'm not going to be able to tell you what kind of chemicals but ultimately they're bad metabolites that are building in the brain and the only way to get them out is through good long-term proper sleep and their their bare minimum for sleep is seven hours a day and the other thing that they were saying is you can't stack it. So like, Chad, you can't go sleep 12 hours today and go, okay, now I'm going to get five for the next three days because I stocked up. They're not. They're saying that that doesn't happen like it would with calories, right? Our bodies are really good at storing calories, and then we can go for a while without you know, needing to use them. But your brain needs at least seven hours of sleep every day, and that will clean the system. So I think sleep. After that, alcohol is going to be the number one thing that affects people if they don't have some 
some genetic predisposition and then after that working out nutrition working out nutrition yep but he said sleep is the number one issue with he said the two people he brought up were ronald reagan margaret thatcher he goes those people talked about getting along with five hours sleep he goes they worked very hard he goes both of them had issues when they were older he goes i guarantee it's their sleep patterns that that cause those problems so it's not genetics genetics plays a role but it sounds like sleep trumps it because my dad's mom had alzheimer's never drank and never and she slept a lot (laughs) okay didn't work out okay didn't leave live a healthy lifestyle okay don't think she used her brain enough didn't socialize enough which is big that's huge right we see people who stop doing things that that i think that is a huge because again then then your brain's not functioning right it's it's kind of like a muscle if you're not using it it's atrophying so that's that's part of the process yeah that's part of the process I don't know, I'll be but that would a, be interesting. That is interesting. But he he me. says sleep, and the I really I really need to go back through his. He's got it's got it's, it's an interesting podcast. Who is but it? He's got like his doc name is you don't need to bring it up seam. We can talk about it. I right have here. it right here, but um, it's worth listening. to. I wonder if if these things right here that you're looking up his name on, uh-huh. with how many many I mean how many Americans are going to bed with their phone with them? Yep. And staying up too much with it, with that visual of that, and that light. I wonder if, if oh, Al- sorry. I wonder if Alzheimer numbers are going to go. I wonder if it's steadily climbing because it's, it's going to take many years. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I wonder if it's going to go up because of us constantly staring at these things also. Yeah. Or are we using our brain or is it just kind of like we're just like visually <laughs> gratified, you know, pulled yeah. into this, this trap. It's going to be a variable without a doubt. So I'm sorry. It's Matthew Walker. He wrote a book on it. So is that on a podcast or is it that is a, a podcast? Whose whose was he on? He, he was, was on Rogan. He was on Rogan. Can you send yep. me that link? It's number eleven oh nine. I will send you that link. But it's I'm I've actually listened to it a couple times. I need to do it again because I was going to write down some of these stats he has. But he says sleep is number one for brain health. Number one. There you go. Did you send it to me? I think I did. I didn't air. Sent it. The old way. It's coming. So what are we going to do in the gym today? I'm, I'll be there in two hours. Well, whole body today. We are? Whole body. Okay. Remember, my ankles hurt. Ankle schmankle. I think we that it's you. going to feel a lot better by the time I get there. <laughs> I've been praying. Okay, I got it. Got it. I got it. I'm gonna listen to it on the way in. It's, it's another episode it's of this really life for everybody. Sierra Strength and Speed. Rob Knatzer. Knaster. Knatzer. Yeah, right the first go, time. He's getting ready to go see some shows. You're gonna see the Foo Fighters in a couple up here Tahoe. next month, and yeah. Darius Rucker. Darius Rucker. Hootie Tahoe. and the Blowfish. You know who else I'm gonna see? AKA Hootie. Not in not in Reno. You'll like this one. Where are you going for it? Vegas. Let me guess. Give me a give me a hint. It's not my. It's not my usual show. Give me a hint. That was the hint. That's the hint. That's well, I don't the know hint. Your usual, I don't know. Your, rock. It's not rock. It's not rock. It's not rock. Adele. It's not even close. No, but he's down there. It's a guy. He's down there doing a little. It's a guy doing a Vegas residency. Yeah. Bruno Mars. No. Garth. Garth. Yeah. Garth, yeah, what he's doing frick? that thing at the at the Caesars. Who, Caesars. Who are you going with that? I didn't get the, uh, I didn't get the uh, 
invite for that one. That's Do you want an invite? Believe. That's because I got invited. Oh, really? <laughs> Who invited <laughs> I'm you? I'm going with Tiff and her ex-sister-in-law. Well, I would have went to that one. You would have went to that one? I don't know. Again, I'm different than you. You've seen him. You've probably seen him. He's just a weirdo now. (laughs) I can't deal. Fucking jackass. (laughs) He is. Is he? I don't know. I just go to the show. I just go to the show. I don't know. Just gonna go to the show. I know. He's a great entertainer. It's out of my genre. He's one of the greatest ever. Yeah. He's just turned into a weirdo. (laughs) Um. All right. So we're gonna do a full body today. Whole body whole body workout. yes sir all right we'll see you how got it goes. It. thank you all for joining us thank you, guys you get Chad. in to the gym you're welcome be listening for more episodes coming with the triple s round table with rob and brock blake and jake blake <laughs> i always call him brock you do blake and jake brock i guess they, i guess it's brock <laughs> it's blake it's blake that rhymes blake, blake and, jake. and jake i don't see him anymore it's never in the gym anymore. you're gonna see him today he's there it's because he's going to be there today. He did a little thing up at Nevada. He was doing a little. He's been rocking it. A little up. internship. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Get in the gym. Be active. Get moving. Look for results. It doesn't matter. Like if it's five pounds, just get some confidence going. Set a short-term goal. Try to get to it. Look in the mirror. Take some measurements. Weigh yourself. Take a journal. Keep your food. What you're eating every day, and just see if you get some kind of results. You got to start somewhere. We all fight this. We all battle this. We all want to look our best, feel our best, live a long life we're only here for a short time so you might as well get as much out of it as possible and what you put into your body is what you're going to get out of it like rob referred to a banking account it's your temple you only get one it's not like you can go turn it trade it in on a new car like you can a car or another body like you like you just turn take it to the dry cleaners and get it cleaned and it comes back ready to roll again you got to take care of it daily and as you age i'm 48 you start to learn more and more sleep less alcohol interaction staying active getting in the gym watching your calories watching what you put into your body and soon you start to see results and then you want more you start to get kind of an addiction to it that's what i'm kind of doing and i'm not all i'm not living a boring lifestyle i'm still having fun i'm still having some drinks here and there i'm still being creative with my recipes i'm still using dry rubs and i'm using some marinades i'm not pinching every single calorie out of my diet but just by cutting a few things out and putting the time in the gym you can get results so keep that into consideration start a plan stick with it write us tell us your results good luck to everybody for rob i'm chad thanks for listening to another episode of this life ain't for everybody brought to you by triple s sierra strength and speed we'll be back with another episode peace life on earth won't last too long so what you gonna do the money's all gone I'd rather be poor living off in a hole than rich as hell without a soul. Life on earth won't last that long. What you gonna do when the money's all gone? Say life on earth won't last that long. What you gonna do when the money's all gone?